Hello and welcome into another episode of Podcast 63. It is season five, episode eleven, and we're watching a live basketball game. Miles Rubin just won the tip. Uh, we're watching uh, Simeon play Pontiac, who are the hosts of their annual like holiday tournament. Um, and we thought we'd try something a little different. So this is just we're just gonna kind of go with it. There's no like uh, rhyme or reason. Uh, we're watching this game. We're gonna talk about some fun stuff that Miles is doing, hopefully. And uh, also, we'll talk a little bit about the Stanford loss, uh, and then at times, if there's nothing going on in the game, we'll talk A10, just uh, predictions and stuff. But uh, I don't know, Lou, what's up? How you doing? Are you? Uh, uh, it's fun watching Miles play, huh? He looks like a Bonnie Bates. I'm getting confused a little bit. I don't know if it's just it's me, it. but he's lengthy and the haircut. I think it's that hair. It's the hair. Yeah, because Imani yeah, has now the kind of short, but then flowy hair that's so interesting but yeah no i'm watching he's so lengthy on live i can't we're also side note yeah. we're also trying to go to an in-person game um soon so i don't think we'll record that <laughs> no uh, it would be funny You're but no so trouble, watching him and again it's weird we watched him so much um this past summer um yeah. we watched a lot of it and i think he i don't know again a very different circumstance so this aau tournaments this is actual high school tournaments some uh, some good some good uh, post defense there by Miles and a rebound. Jeez, who's uh, there Simeon has a five zero early lead. Um, yeah, he's it's fun. Uh, I, I was just watching some of this tournament the other day um, in Pontiac, like I said, at the hosts. Um, and apparently, they haven't won a game in this tournament since twenty thirteen, and Yikes. they haven't won a first round game since two thousand six. And we're picking up in the second round, and both. Simeon and Pontiac have won their opening matchup, so hey, um, there you go. It's a big, uh, it's a big game for these, uh, for at least definitely for Pontiac. It's a packed crowd here at this gym, um, mm-hmm. so it's got to be pretty cool for them to, to uh, I don't know, have a. I've heard oh. they had a pretty good team. Sorry, Ooh, I, I, don't know. I got. Oh, not by, but just a block. It wasn't by my. Yeah, block is, that, West. is that West? Yeah, Wes is 10. Wes is number 10. Wes, you can't be blocking. Well, Miles is the one who blocks. You know what's actually crazy, though? I was thinking, um, one, because this is like actual high school basketball, right? Because with TY, because, um, again, I can say this, is he was probably the last, most recent Loyola com- recruit that was chicago base. Um, we couldn't go to any of those games. That was kind of like COVID, right? That was that whole Chipotle-Chicago showdown where it wasn't even really like an Illinois high school association. Oh, that was a tough... Yeah, decent post move against Miles there. Um, quick, but yeah, very quick. I don't think Miles expected it. Honestly, I didn't. But yeah, no. Really, the reality is it's kind of crazy to watch this and then be like, oh, I want to go see Miles live because really the last time I remember really diving into local games was like Marquise Kennedy had a great game against I think like Morgan Park mm-hmm. in the um, Chicago Public School like playoffs. So very happy now we can actually get to hopefully soon to a court you and I to go see some of these recruits, especially in miles. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh wow. What a steal pickpocket. Yeah. Oh, 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 I was like, where's miles with, Oh, sorry. We're watching high school kids miss like four shots in a row. None of them are miles just for for reference, but uh, still kind of funny to laugh. Um, Also Pontiac with that head coach with that orange polo. I don't know. It's not Tennessee, but bright color yeah um yeah no so long story short like i'm very excited because i was like thinking reminiscing i was like you and i watched pretty much all of ty's games for the chipotle classic 
And I was like, yeah. we couldn't see any of those. Miles' tournament this past summer, that was what, the indie or something. And then you went to you went to a tournament in person, the one in Chicago here. So yeah. now though to get to like Chicago basketball in person, that'd be that's gonna be fun. So yeah, there's a couple like good uh, Chicago teams in this tournament too. Uh, Curie uh, yep. is in this tournament. Uh, also Bennett Academy, which is actually real close to where I'm from, uh, Western suburb, but uh, they are in this tournament as well. So it's it's a good it's a good uh, after this round the next two games whoever you know assuming Simeon wins this game which they should mm-hmm. uh, the next two games for them will be good no matter no matter who they play it'll be some tough opponents I think the both the games are tomorrow too I think they uh, oh wow like well I games. guess they don't want anything on New Year's Eve maybe I guess yeah did you did your game just freeze when Miles got the ball in the post. <laughs> Mine just did. Uh, did he? Do yeah, my game free. My game froze. Yeah. Oh sweet! I think he scored. <laughs> of course, the one time that he gets the ball, mine. He sc- I'm gonna say he scored. It was nine to six, and now it's. Oh wait, now it's twelve. Yeah. Did he score? Oh, I love how the camera is painting on Miles not getting back. Okay, right. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. Camera the too, the camera work just for reference. The camera a, work is a little tough. It's probably Miles done by a student. Kicked it out. Ooh, uh, no, that's Wes. Dang, they they look alike, man. Oh, Except with the, the steel just there. The yep. Hair. Yeah, yeah. It's just the hair. My, my, Wes is a little bit thicker. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, it's okay yeah. to say that. Miles is definitely more lengthy. Um, yeah, he's definitely. Wes is big. Wes is definitely. Wes. Wes. Wes kind of reminds me of like an Andre Jackson kind of like, just. Okay. Player look right now. I can see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So. Uh, not even like uh, Chris man. Knight. Chris Knight wasn't like. Chris Knight also I feel like was a little taller than like Andre. Yeah, he was. I think Andre was like six five or something. Right? Yeah, I think he was six five in a good day. Yeah, we were talking when I was at the uh, season ticket holder event before the uh, Green Bay game, maybe or I don't know, whatever uh, the last Albany. Albany. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was the Albany game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, who? Uh, Christian Thomas was there, like talking to us, and like because he's doing a lot of the games now, a lot of the color mm-hmm. commentary. Um, and he was saying that, you know, they asked him about his recruiting and, like, how tall he actually was came up. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. Like, uh, they put me down as, like, 6'4", I think, for my first two years and then 6'5", like, later. I was, like, 6'1", 6'2", on a uh, good day. Like, it was so funny. And he was yeah. grabbing, like, seven rebounds a game. Yeah, I'd love to put a tape measure up to Clay and see what the official Him and is. man. Oh, Braden! Ha- oh, Braden definitely shorter. Yeah, for sure. Oh man, this stream is is like doing it again to me. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm was, refreshing multiple it. times. Yeah, I was watching it all yesterday, and it didn't do this one time. It's so unfortunate. <laughs> Watch it just be our <laughs> Wi-Fi's are all down. It could be. I just turned my Wi-Fi off on my phone because I was like, no, nah, I gotta try everything I can do to get this game up. Um, Wes got a foul there. Hopefully, I just uh, saw that. Miles, yeah. Miles can stay out of trouble. Maybe he can pick up some minutes there because they're going to need a big. I know Pontiac's big is, um, I think number thirty-two is is like a senior. Uh, they're talking about him a little bit. He's like four-year varsity starter, so I think he's like oh, you know halfway decent. Hey everyone, this is Future Buck here, reminding you all to go check out Mini Jersey's website. That is mini jerseys with a Z. Uh, I'm sitting here wearing my new Blur's Maroon hoodie from mini jerseys. 
it's great uh lots of room in it i love the feel of it uh i could wear it in i could wear it out um it is a great piece of merchandise so uh, if you didn't get what you wanted this holiday season uh, from your loved ones, make sure to go on to minijerseys.com and get yourself your own Blurs merchandise. Thanks. Back to the episode. <clears throat> so I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about Stanford game here. Um, I'm sure as soon as we start talking about Stanford and really getting into the game, something crazy will happen with Miles. But um, It's kind of the elephant in the room, so we probably should yeah. talk about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely unfortunate loss. Um, I think the unfortunate part is I really thought it would be a competitive game, uh, and it, it kind of, you know, there were times when when they got the lead, especially you know before halftime, kind of down a little bit, and then, but then it wasn't a down to under ten until like a couple minutes left to go. Um, good defense by Miles there on a, po- a post move, um, but it wasn't until like a couple minutes left to go they got it back under ten. So it was just uh, definitely unfortunate. Um, the final score, uh, of course, my phone's taking forever to load. 75-62. 75-62. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on it, but, uh, what, uh... Yeah, honestly, it was just so tough to watch. Um, with two minutes left in the game, we got the lead down to eight. And it was just like, it was a tale of two halves. Um, we beat them in the second half. Um, so, like, you can hang your head hat on that. Um, or head on to that, but uh, the toughest thing really is they just like blew us out of the water in the first half. Um, they took a 17-point lead, though. Then they, in the second half, they just kept going at it. Um, Orange Reality, it got up to 21 in the second half. So, yeah, I think the main thing is in the first half, we saw a lead that was in the double digits, and... Um, Honestly, I think we were just trying to shoot ourselves out of it, and that just doesn't work for us. And I don't think it really works for any team, honestly. Um, I think it's really tough to think you're going to do as well as you were five minutes ago when you were shooting very poorly. Um, mm-hmm. Bottom of the line, we, we had a very poor shooting night uh, compared to what we normally can, right? But from three alone, we shot 30% now. Again, the second half helped that, but... First half, 22%. Um, didn't go to the line once in the first half. That very annoyed me. Um, one, because I think this team is very good when it gets down low. And I think this team driving, getting fouls, can affect the game way better than shooting ourselves out of a slump. And I have no mm-hmm. problem with, like, we're not going to be perfect from three every single night. But so far, the stats, and I, I'm going to lean on this because I literally wrote the preview. I said in the preview, we can't find if we can't have the three-point shooting night, then we got to go to the two because the last five games in this little like win streak we had, we were shooting an average of, I think, 30% or less from three. Yeah. But yet our field goal percentage is like 50. Well, that's because we've been shooting at a clip of like 60% from two so it just it's it's literally i'm not saying it's in the analytics and the say it's just when you see on paper that a team has not been finding the three as much as uh, as consistently but yet and it's just like watching us try to shoot ourselves out of it was just so tough and then the the, even the toughest thing was nearly was watching i don't know what i'm also watching right now in this live stream (laughs) they handed the ref the ball back 
And I'm like, sorry, this is high school ball, everyone, so this is tough to watch. But really just a quick summary then of my long spiel with Stanford is that we tried to find the three and it wasn't clicking. And honestly, I think we are better off trying to drive and getting it down low. Um, And it just – I don't know why that first half we kept trying to force threes and we didn't look for – oh, I think you – were you excited for the miles block? Oh, yeah. Oh, but I then, think I'm, I might be a little ahead of you. I think you're you a little ahead, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't you take a scene. Your block shot and then rebound and then uh, and a nice uh, drive and pass, pass off from his brother uh, underneath the basket and then Miles went up and was patient and uh, got a yeah. foul call and yeah. made the and one. So, yeah, so even, like, watching that with Miles just gets me where, like, I don't think we have to wait a year to see a post player no. go up to the rim. I think there are plenty of guys on the team we have right now that can do it. So, yeah. That's my oh, biggest issue. Oh, it was called foul. foul got called on the oh. on the floor, unfortunately. Yeah, but it was still nice. It was a nice, very nice move. I, in college, that gets called as consideration 100%. for sure. So, yeah, and I think the and I don't even think it was like home court or anything with Stanford. It really, there was nothing to that. Um, I think it was just demoralizing a little bit just to watch the first half go like that. Um, yeah. For me, at least. Again, who wasn't watching this surrounded by family? Um, that's another tough thing. Um, (laughs) I, I go back to the, I was, uh, sadly home, um, uh, for the Nevada game and I had my family watching that. Right. But I really, I think another thing is to watch not a lot of assist, not a lot of turnovers even, but not, uh, we still had a negative assist to turnover ratio. That's not really good. Uh, we got massively out rebound. Um, now again, we've said a lot of kind of negative things. Uh, we can also inform the listeners who don't know, we had a f- handful of players out. Um, yeah. so Jaden Dawson, who I think is a key one that was out because he seems to be a key role player off the bench. Uh, Jacob Hudson, who I think should be a key player off the bench. You don't see it though. Um, and, um, Oh my lord, uh, Jalen Quinn. Jalen Quinn, thank you. Another who yeah. in and out of the starting, uh, in and out of the kind of key role bench. Um, but yeah, regardless, um, I don't think though re- that reason is why you have Braden play forty minutes or Ben play thirty six. Um, oh. I think. Oh, you're watching. Sorry, <laughs> Miles uh, poster dunk. Poster dunk. Okay, I'm so excited because I'm way behind. Because um, I literally the first quarter must have ended yep yeah there we go yeah i'm way behind uh i'll refresh when the quarter ends but yeah i think another note to say about the stanford game is that like why isn't bryce playing double digits yeah minutes when guys are out like that's a player right there that should have been putting up 15 minutes into the game like he could have taken five minutes out of uh tom or like even phil didn't even play over 30 which is shocking though um i think phil had some foul trouble in the beginning of the game um, if I remember correctly, but um, yeah, I was a little a little disappointed that Bryce barely even played. Uh, he yeah, he had one shot and might have missed it. I don't even remember the shot. Um, and then it's just like even the the biggest thing I remember with Bryce is that they were considering him for that technical foul. Like that shouldn't be that shouldn't have been his highlight. So yeah, Buck, I don't know. Like, do you think that I think the interesting kind of back storyline is? Do you think the three players being out affected this outcome yeah or do you think it's just an added thing like i don't think person just for my off my chest i don't think it's the sole reason for the loss 
But no, do you think it's a, enough weight that it carried a loss? I I think I am most surprised at just all the outcomes that ha- came out of it because of the gotcha. three out. So like gotcha. you kind of mentioned to some of the role players um, not playing that much. Like I thought for sure that Drew would give Sheldon like an actual opportunity to like write himself, mm-hmm. which I think an actual opportunity is twelve to fourteen minutes somewhere in there. Like I mean, he played what four minutes. Yeah, four minutes. I mean, like, I, you know, it's like, let Braden take a breather at some point. Like, Marquise is sick. They also said after the game, um, uh, Scott, I, I can't pronounce his last name. I remember it starts with an S, but he does the uh, radio commentary, interviewed Drew after the game. And um, Drew said, yeah, Marquise was sick. Like, Marquise almost didn't play. Well, then, what's he doing playing 30 minutes? Like, I understand that, like, he needs to be out there. He's one of your, you know, best three players or whatever. But give Sheldon some actual opportunity to write, write himself. Um, I agree with you. Bryce Golden as well. I thought for sure he would play more more minutes. Um, I really want to see him get right too. Um, but, I, yeah, I think Jaden right now, I mean, we've seen Saint have some, some big games, uh, like with things doing things other than scoring. But Jaden might be the, the most valuable player off the bench right now for this team. I think it just providing a lot of different things, but his three point shooting has been really solid. And it's not like he's taking a bunch of game, but he comes in, knocks down, you know, one of two or two of three, something like that. Like that stretches the floor and allows more opportunities for Phil Alston and, and Braden in the pick and roll with Tom Welch, like that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's the reason why they lost the game, but, uh, definitely I, I think it, it forced them to, to be in uncomfortable situations or ones that they haven't been used to yet. Um, with those three guys out, so yeah, um, I th- that's interesting you bring up because it makes me think that um, in reality it's almost not just that like three guys were out, but it's like okay now Drew, what rotations do you line up with, right? Um, what type of scenarios are you gonna run? And I didn't expect to be saying we're gonna run our starting five until it's forty minutes. Um, pretty right. much, right? Um, and and again, I don't know. Maybe those are the five healthiest guys, right? For for all we know, um, the bench could have been sick. According to Drew, though, in that post game, no, Marquise Kenny, a starter, was actually sick as well. So if you're telling me Bryce is a little bit healthier, might not be producing at the same level, right? So I I I find it hard to believe to think that a full healthier Bryce couldn't help versus kind of a semi-sick Marquise Kennedy. Again, Marquise, what, put up 14 points. So, yes, had a hell of a game offensively. I just think in a game like that, when maybe down the stretch you'd rather have Marquise Kennedy hold his minutes, right? So save them for down the stretch. Because down the stretch we were we, we were nine points away. We could have maybe made a thing. I don't know. So, I mean, we, gotta, we definitely got to talk about like the, the end of the game Marquise had because he was the reason why we got back in the absolutely. game. Absolutely. It almost uh, felt like the Bradley game a little bit from years past where uh, we were down, right, and um, Marquise Kennedy just went to the rim, right, just drove to the rim. And um, it it is interesting because that that type of offense is kind of the offense I was expecting, but then he goes four of seven from three, and I'm like, oh, okay, Um, we're just going to shoot the ball, which is fine, right? Like, he had a great night. I don't think other people had a great night from three. So, yeah, no, I think it reminded me a little bit of the Bradley game, just like pretty much just putting ball in his hand and he's going to find you a bucket. So, very interesting down the stretch. Um, 
I would love to see him with a bigger guy. Kind of, I think he could do a really nice pick and roll because he has the speed and athleticism. Maybe a hundred percent healthy because again, mm-hmm. we don't know what his level was. But I think with like a Bryce or a Huddy, I think he'd really take advantage, especially if he has this comfortable three shot. He could step back, hit a three. So no, you're you're absolutely right, Buck. With like down the stretch, seem to just really have it in him. Um, mm-hmm. just interesting again, the game's 40 minutes. So the first half, just nobody had it. So it's so tough. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's just like, it was just too late. I mean, yep. I, you know, I keep coming back to these three things that I, I want to keep talking about all year. Um, it's their shooting, their, uh, turnovers and their just defensive ability or defensive output uh, performance, whatever. And in this one, uh, yeah, they didn't turn the ball over too much. I mean, 12 turnovers. I think that's an acceptable, number I think less than Stanford kind of... I'll I'll take 12 and less than your opponent actually funny enough yeah and then our but our own shooting like you touched on earlier like we shot 41 percent in the field and 30 percent from three which just isn't good enough right that's not gonna you know if, if the other two things were great then maybe that kind of shooting night could win you the game but their defensive performance wasn't all that great I mean they allowed Stanford to shoot 50 percent from the field Thirty-eight and a half percent from three, but uh, they did go to the free throw line eighteen times and, and got fourteen free throws there. So it's just you know it wasn't uh, really none of those three areas like stood out. Um, they it's not like they had one of their best like ball handling nights, uh, and they definitely didn't shoot the ball well, and their defense wasn't that great. And so that's you know you're not going to win any games when when those three areas are not um, are not uh, up to par for what this team needs. So. Uh, yeah, that was for me like kind of the game right there. Um, I, I'm bummed to see that Saint kind of didn't play all that well. You know, it's it seemed like he was getting some decent opportunities to shoot from three, um, and we really need him to be able to shoot the ball if if we want to go far, if we want to do well in the A10 and uh, make it to uh, the championship game in, in Brooklyn. So. Um, I hope he can get right. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to shoot a bunch, but shooting 40% from three would be uh, incredible. And we need him to find his stroke pretty soon uh, to get more shooters on the court. So, yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, you know, some, some a good game from Braden. I thought he, he paced us at times when we were really struggling to find a basket. Uh, he finished with 18 points, uh, four rebounds, and three assists. And then two other guys uh, in double digits. Phil had 11, and Tom had uh, 10. So, um, yeah, just not not great shooting nights from from a lot of the uh, a lot of the role players. I mean, Ben 0 for 2, Phil 0 for 2, Tom 0 for 1, Saint 1 for 4, and Sheldon 0 for 1. Right, like those are guys that you you need to have hit some shots. And when they go, what a combined one for 10. Like that's just that's not gonna do it. Um, you know Braden and, and Marquise are going to hit a couple threes here and there, so those guys to go one for ten is just that's it's not it's not a good shooting. It's not good enough. So, um, uh, yeah, the only other like big note I have um, is just the bench production. Like I know they were out three guys, right? I know they had well, like we said, Jaden, Jalen, and and uh, Huddy out, but still, I mean, this, these guys got had three points and four rebounds combined between the four bench guys. Like that's just you need to go in and figure out something you're going to do to affect the game. So even in, in, in Saints limited minutes. But do you minute, not think – oh, sorry. No, I just like even Saint played 17 minutes, like three points and one rebound. Like he's had games where he goes in and gets a bunch of assists, gets a bunch of rebounds. Like 
make make your presence known in other ways. You don't have to score, but be productive in other ways. So that that was one of the things that I think upset me. Yeah, I think the Saint one's a little bit more valid because when Saint um, again, he, he didn't take the most shots, but when you go one of six, um, I think that's a little frustrating, right? Four of those shots. Apologies. Um, no, you're good. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is like you see one of six, one of four from three for Saint, and then we have seen, like you said, those games where, oh, he had seven assists or what, eight rebounds. Like it, it's really tough when you're like, Saint had one rebound? Like what? And mm-hmm. Braden had even four, and Marquise had eight. Like, Saint, go, go in and maybe get a rebound, right? So, um, I think that's very tough. Um, for me, actually, it's only Saint on the bench. I will disagree a little bit just because I think Bryce, Sheldon, and Jim, they had a total of, what, 15 minutes combined between the three of them. So, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's a little tough to maybe make. Um, you could say, like, even Bryce in eight minutes had more rebounds than Saint. Now, Bryce is a in that position to make those rebounds in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I think that's a little tough. I think maybe not utilizing the bench, but again, lose, not having three guys. Does that take our whole bench rotation out? I don't know. This kind of made it look, seem like that way. This really game really showed me that like, Hey, if we have like, again, I hope we never have three guys out the game from the bench, but really there's no one else then maybe just bad timing. Right. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, and then just one thing, um, I'm just getting a little concerned. I'm going to watch it. Just with Ben playing a lot of minutes, um, it just I'm wondering if he gets tired because five turnovers was just a little bit sloppy. Um, yeah. And, again, I don't know if it's just, like, tired or it – ju- it's just kind of tough to see. Um, I know, again, the, the entire team, but we even had a low – we pretty much had a very low um, – turn overnight um funny enough so uh to think that a turnover by ben would really affect it um it kind of did i believe most his turnovers came in the second half um i'm trying to find that but yeah i don't think it's something to like be crazy about um but it's something to think just kind of notice we noticed that with the depaul game he kind of seemed tired um really just going out there um, yeah, he didn't even have a turnover until the end of the first half, um, pretty much. So, yeah, again, I think Ben's a very interesting player. I think it's someone who um, can absolutely do damage. I just don't think he needs to be out there for longer. Like, I think he, he also is someone who needs to figure out his, like, how long he can be on the court because I do think he needs a breather once in a while. Um, but maybe Drew just wants him out there to play. Again, I don't know. But that's just something I've been noticing. So just tough to see in the back score five turnovers. Like that's not an easy thing to like miss or and not pay attention to. So yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, Miles just missed a dunk. Uh, I don't uh, know if it was. I I couldn't tell like how uh, how the camera looked because the camera was not paying. Oh yeah, it was pretty much wide open. It looked yeah. pretty open. Yeah. Yeah. That's it tough. was like a baseline cut. But yeah, very a very nice baseline drive. Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Pontiac with a heave. <laughs> Pontiac with a heave and then make. That's funny. Right yeah. now, well, Simeon is up 39-21. to 21. Reality should nearly be 39-18. But, um, yeah, Miles doing all right, um, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I think, sorry, just to go back to so we can kind of finish off Stanford. I think just a little bit disappointing just because of how strong that second half was. 
but I think I'll take yeah. a line from you tonight is like just a little too late. Um, it's yeah. it might be that's just the reality, but when you play teams like Stanford or even like Clemson, right? Like teams could nearly find their way back and Clemson nearly found their way back for even how big of a lead we won with. Right. Um, the Clemson game, they nearly were, they were within double digits early in the second half. So I think teams like that will not give up. And honestly, if this is the wake up call, I don't think DePaul was it. I think this might be the wake up call. For how sloppy of a first half you have, you can't really do that going into A-10. You just can't. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, oh, we'll get them in the second half. Because these teams are going to be going at it. Like, maybe you might catch a team on a bad day. But this game really showed me that, like, we have to play a full 40 minutes. Now, that does not mean one player plays 40 minutes. That means finding the right rotations, figuring out who can be there with anyone else on the court. Um, so it's going to be tough. I, I don't expect us to have an easy route through conference play. This is not. Um, I do think A-10 is more challenging than we've had in years past. So, But this game was just a sour one. And also, honestly, I was just like in a weird mood because I was like, that second half made me so like, shit, we could have had it. But yeah. just one of those. If they so. would have played like the last five minutes the whole game, they, they would have won. Yeah. Now then, with that point, I think you brought it up, which you're right, though. Defense is still a little questionable. We're still letting a team put up 37 and 38 and a half. That's still a lot. Um, So some questions there. But even our offense, just being able to respond in the second half was like, oh, come on. Could he have done in the first? So, yeah, it's, it's, again, it's tough. Though I keep saying, honestly, Buck, I don't know if it's the right way. We keep kind of trying to talk about it. But, like, people keep asking me, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, Honestly, when you have 11 new players, yeah. like it's going to be weird, honestly. Like there's no there's no way to be like, "Oh, this is good." Um, but there's no way to be like, "Oh, they can't find their way out." Like I think they can. Um, I think there are definitely some games where like even this Stanford game, I don't think Stanford's that great. They don't seem to have a great record themselves, but I think there are games like that we can win, but also it's it's a tough reality to be like, this isn't the loyalty team we've had in recent years. That's just what it is. Um, so, and A-10 teams, some of these A-10 teams, you look at SLU, right? SLU is stockpiled with guys who played the year before, the guys who played the previous year. Um, yep. So some of these programs are, are like what we were last year, right? <laughs> we, we were very much a team, kind of collective group of guys who played with each other for a while. So I think things will kind of figure themselves out. Though my last point going into A-10 we have like 18 games, I think, or 17 games. 18, like we have yeah. 18. We have more than half the season left to play. So things can very much change. Our record could look very different. Um, so uh, that was something I sat there the other day and I was like, wow, like we played 12 games and we have a lot more games to go. So that's mm-hmm. kind of got me excited and a little nervous. I'll admit, a little nervous. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I want to talk a little bit about just, like, I agree with you. I've gotten a lot of questions of, like, what's going on with the team? Like, what's wrong or what do you think is going to happen? And here's here's the difference between good and, and great mid-majors, right? Good, mid-ma- uh, good mid-majors have a year here and there, maybe one in every four, one in every five, right, where they win a conference, win a tournament, or two years out of five, whatever, something like that. A great mid-major is someone like, Dayton, SLU, um, you know, those are just the two off the top of my head, um, who even on their down years, they're still at the top of the conference, right? They're still in the top four, top five in the conference, and they could still win the tournament, their their own conference tournament. 
So that that is where we're at right now. I think that's the big question is like, are we are we good or are we a great mid major um, as far as like program building goes? And yeah, even if this year if we don't compete in the top five, which I think there's still a pretty good chance that we're in that top five at the end of the year, um, it doesn't. That's not going to be a, a mark, a, you know, a permanent mark against us. But it just kind of keeps in mind when you when you look back at the like the past five years and you know five years from now when we're we're going into ten years since the final four run. Are we, did we transition from a good mid-major to a great mid-major? And I think that is one of the main reasons that we've moved to the A-10 because we will still be able to, on most years, fight for an at-large bid, um, which is also a good marking of a great mid-major is getting an at-large bid. So right now, I think we're trying to figure that out. Like you said, we've lost so many players. Um, I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong. Like I thought for sure that this team with with the senior leaders at the top and Marquise and Braden that we'd be able to figure it out and, and really compete for a, a top three spot in the league. And as of right now, I don't think that's a, a certainty. Um, but uh, the, I still want to give these guys some time to figure it out. Like you said, 18 games left. I mean, that's a bunch of games. Um, and we'll, we'll have some good competition. Um, I know the A-10 hasn't been uh, all that great this non-con season, but... I still think Dayton and SLU are solid, solid teams. Um, I still think that either one of them could win 16 games in conference. Um, and I, I do think that one of them might be able to fight for an at-large bid. Um, so I think those two teams are solid. Uh, VCU, I think their defense is, is great. Uh, when Especially with Ace Baldwin healthy, that they'll they'll be able to compete at the top. And then past that, I think there's a lot of question marks. I mean, I think we're, we're a big question mark, right? Um, I think UMass is a big question mark. They've had Fordham. some some decent wins. Yeah, Fordham. I they they lost last night. I think to Davidson, right? Or Richmond? I forget one of the two. I think it was Davidson. I think Davidson beat Fordham at Fordham. Yeah, they did. They 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 broke their. Um, oh yeah, they broke their at home streak. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still like, I mean, even one more game like that where it's a middle tier A10 team and they lose at home, like, it's, I just we both said last week, like I don't think they're <laughs> legit. Um, agree, agree. But uh yeah, go ahead. No, it just it no, I no, you're right though. It's it's I think I again, I go back to it and I just hit about it me yet it hit me yesterday. We have 18 games. Mm-hmm. Now am I going to go say we're going to be 18 and 0? Am I even going to say we're going to be 15 and 3? 15 and 3 is a dream right now for me. I would love love a reality where we go 14 and 6, right? Is that No, that's 14 and 4. four. Can't do yeah. math. Um, but yeah, 14 and four. And again, I say 14 and four, if people are paying attention, I want a 20 win team. Um, but in reality, I would take really, I would, I would honestly take, um, 10 and eight. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. so bad to say, but like you, we, we need, it's so important to have a winning season and even for drew himself and for the guys. So I think the games that, and I honestly, I think we can, only lose like under five or under games. Like I think we are easily manageable to do that. But again, the A10 is I think very very competitive, um, even in that middle section. So yeah, it's uh, again we're gonna start seeing games right. So we just saw Fordham and Davidson. Uh, we're gonna see our game on Saturdays. So games are gonna start coming out. Things are gonna be interesting. 
it's going to be one of those times where it's so tough because we're in a brand new conference. So we can't just be like, oh, we know the conference well. We know who we stack up against. No, we don't. Even even if you say, oh, they're they're almost like us, right? They're very similar to how we play. We've never played them before. Um, I wish we, I, for, for people who are listening, what was it last week? We almost could have played Massachusetts if we won the, if we won, did well in the tournament. So, um, yeah, that's, it's just a tough kind of thing to really wrap yourself around. Like you go from winning your conference tournament and maybe potentially battling for regular season, but that's what we expect, right? No one projected us. Even if we project ourselves higher than we currently are, we didn't project winning the conference, right? Fourth, Mm -hmm. I think was what our voting, um, mm-hmm. yep. fourth does not get you into the NCAA tournament most, more than likely they, that could, it was, I think everyone even early on had, had it as a three bid at most league. So, yeah. um, right now it's just a matter of finding a way to get comfortable in the, in the conference. It's not about, and again, if comfortable is winning it all, go win it all. I would be more than happy if we wanted to go win it all. But I think right now is find yourself comfortable. You, no one wants to play Tuesday night. That's that's our goal, I think, no. too. We should not be looking to play, for those who are listening. That. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go, you go. Just Tuesday night is the start of the conference tournament. That would be equivalent to Wednesday just because we have a day off. Um, that's And we have more teams, so you have to start a day earlier than MC tournament. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my thing, too. You don't want to play Tuesday night. That's, that's a definite. Also, because my flight, I think, gets in late Monday <laughs> night. So that's just my also pet peeve. Yeah, playing Tuesday night is what they call the pillow fight, too, which now has the bottom six teams. Um, yeah, it, if we're in the pillow fight, I, I do think that's a failure. Like, I, I, I'll I be harsh about it. Like, that is a failure. That's a pretty harsh Obviously, word, yeah. I'm going to say that's a pretty harsh word, yeah. It, it is. I mean, like, it's just with with the team, with the talent they have, you know, even though we're only six and six, we're the talent we have, I think, is still very impressive. And at that point, that's when I would start – asking questions about the coaching staff not their uh like futures like i they they have a long time here i hope but more about like well what went wrong right and at that point we've seen how much talent they have uh and it's a matter of getting it out of the guys and and figuring out coaching uh coaching the players up to to continue to get better throughout the season so yeah for me a pillow fight pillow fight game is a failure um uh, playing in that next tier in that middle those middle rounds or middle finish is totally fine uh, but I'm with you I think um, I think 10 and eight is a good is a good goal I think that is totally fine and I think 12 and six is like totally possible um, that would take figuring some stuff out and and getting some role players to, to play some bigger minutes but um, I do think 12 and six is is definitely possible um, I hope we're able to win one of those road games at SLU or Dayton, um, I think that would go a long way for our team just in terms of confidence and, uh, yeah, confidence in, in winning big games in the A-10 to be able to compete for, like, a championship. Um, so, ooh, uh, Miles block shot on a post move. Great. Very uh, nice. Hands. He is great. He's quick. I, we've been talking about, like, how does he get so many block shots? His hands are just quick. And he, he waits – he waits until the shot starts to go up for mm-hmm. for him to. I think like, the le- his length up. not alone, but he mo- he moves very, like he's very agile on his toe. Like he's moving. I do notice. I did see what you were saying. He like he didn't put the hands up until he felt the shot was up. 
Yeah, so he he's almost make an attempt to block a shot until the ball's like up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get what you're saying. A nice uh, left-handed layup for him to cut through the middle, kind of on a delayed fast break sort of situation. Um, so I think he's yeah, got no, like yeah. Go ahead. No, I think I think Miles has at least eight to ten points. I'd say. Um, yeah, I think eight. Yeah two blocks at least um i think really um and people can maybe say oh it's the clemson game it, it's just this team has the ability like there's no doubt in my mind the the quality that these players have to beat dayton to beat slew it's just finding the consistency of that right or finding the next guy up who can help benefit that right i think one of the biggest crazy things we've seen this year is Ben Swagger is, uh, yeah, he's Swagger to me, um, is, is becoming a starter, right? Um, I think you shared to me, or maybe I saw on Twitter, just someone even highlighted him as, like, the next, um, some tweet, a random tweet was like, oh, this is, like, a future uh, college basketball star in the making or something like that. Um, and it's just, like, that's a really cool thing to see. But there's also, like, a lot of, there's a lot of cons that are going on, right? But overall, I think this team can beat Dayton, can beat SLU, it just can we do it on a consistent basis? Can we find the back of the net on a consistent basis? Can we not have it? Like, I, I hate that we have games that are like, oh, we shoot 30 and then we shoot 50, right? Like, no, we, we need to find a consistent basis of 45 field goal percent from, from field goal a game, right? Uh, where we actually get to the line and try to make free throws. So um, it's really just, oh, oh, I don't know if I'm yeah. behind. Yeah, Miles just like took a weird tumble. And again, one of those weird things but went for a ball fake yeah he got a little caught there so yeah i think the biggest thing for me with after with non-con ending is just consistency finding the consistency of winning but also finding the consistency of like assist shooting like those are the two things i defense i think we've just not been living up to the in recent years the same level but i think we've been slacking on also ball movement and stuff like that so finding the consistency of assist um, to turnover ratio, and then also just figuring out that, like, hey, the shot might not be going down tonight. Let's let's find another way that isn't a three, because I think this team, and that's the tough thing, and that's why it's a it's a love hate relationship. Nearly, we know this team can do way better than their record. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think I think talking about Ben, um, it it's really exciting what he's doing as a freshman. Uh, I think. Even even his like lower kind of shooting numbers recently, some more turnovers, um, but he's still contributing in a lot of ways on the court, and it's clear that the coaching staff trusts him, um, and I think that just does wonders for him as a player uh, in, in his development. It also, from a program standpoint, like a program building standpoint, uh, ooh, wow, and one for Miles. Uh, you'll see in a few seconds here. I don't know how he got that to go. Um but yeah, from a program building standpoint, it's really cool to have a redshirt player then come next year and, and show that he can play, get in the starting lineup, make a huge impact, play 30 minutes a game. Like That is huge for the program um, and to show that development matters and show that they can get a kid to come in redshirt uh, who might be a top 150 or 200 type player and redshirt a year uh, and then be ready to go and ready to start uh, in his second year in the program. So uh, that that's what makes me excited about Ben. Uh, he's just got so much potential and we've seen it already. If he can take a step forward in this conference season, 
in his defense, I think then we really do have like a an all conference type player in the making, right? If he stays here four years, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on Ben. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. This the Simeon game is like they're staying within like twenty. Well, I guess it is. Uh, oh, it's about to be thirty. Now. Yeah, it's about. Yeah, I I don't know how much more playing time Miles is gonna get, but here. I- I would say, oh, I think I just saw him nearly go to the bench being like, move. Yeah. Did he make that free throw? I didn't even watch. Oh, I didn't see it. Sorry. I was looking at stats. I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. Uh, They just collapsed on Miles. (laughs) Yeah, I got called a jump ball. He probably should have passed out. He had like three guys on him. Um, uh, But, yeah, I guess more like A-10 stuff. Um. We saw A10 play started last night. Uh, this is we're recording this on Thursday, so it started on Wednesday. Uh, Dayton beat uh, Duquesne, I believe, at home, um, and they looked pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, their big is is great. Um, Holmes, and then they have another bigger post wing type player. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he's their other uh, solid player at least to this point. Where they struggle is their guard play. Um, and turnovers so uh even though their two bigs can have great nights if they if they can't get the ball into them then it's kind of all for naught um and then as we mentioned earlier uh davidson beat fordham i don't think there's really any surprises there uh, maybe to fordham maybe to fordham yeah maybe fordham probably thought they were pretty good (laughs) Um, it's tough when you play the the easiest strength the schedule yeah, the literal easiest one of all 363. Um, yeah, and then also, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far away from what we're talking about, but uh, the on the women's side, um, Loyola played their first A-10 game and, and beat SLU at SLU. Uh, very exciting for them. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game. They, they started off real slow and came back, took the lead, and I think after about, like, I think SLU tied it up at 25 right at the beginning of the third quarter, and then th- th- they took it and ran with it, and they were up, I want to say, like 16 at one point or 18 and ended up winning by 13. So Very nice. Solid win for them. First uh, A-10 win in the, the program. Yes, yes. Oh, Miles, nice little hook shot, righty hook shot. So nice nice little move there. Uh, is he a lefty? Do we know? Oh, maybe that's something we will look into. I think he is. Oh, is that him again? No. Yeah, Simeon is starting to quite literally run away with this. Fast break. They're up 28 now in the third quarter, um, which probably means Miles isn't going to play all that much in the fourth. But um, just so, I I mean, I don't know if we want to talk a little bit just about Miles now, just considering we've seen him play a bit. Um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, I think the craziest thing is people might be, we only have one recruit as of right now going into next year. Um, mm-hmm. we technically do have a scholarship open due to Miles' brother, Wes, uh, decommitting. Um, so we don't have really any outstanding, like, offers, uh, for this year that uh, th- there's been kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say rumors, but things of, like, guys seen. But right now, Miles is the only one who had, like, an offer, that has that has committed everyone else who had an offer has either committed somewhere else um Mm -hmm. so i would honestly think that one extra scholarship 
I would hold it in the bank if I'm the program. Um, you're also realizing throughout the year what you actually need for next year. I think as Drew already did last year, you're going to get transfers. So I think that's probably what it's going to be. So a little weird, right? We only have one recruit. I think is the first time in a few years, probably literally quite some time that we've only had one high school commit. Um, mm-hmm. That is a scholarship player. So yeah, a little, a little odd, but I think miles is exactly what we're eventually going to need. Um, really interesting just because Phil has technically what two more years after this year. Um, mm-hmm. So Phil's technically only a sophomore. Tom technically has one more year, I think. I forget with COVID, honestly. Uh, Huddy yeah, has two more years at least after this year. Um, so those are kind of the, the big guys group he's joining. Um, so honestly, I think that's that's something to think about um, is that he'll be joining a group that maybe needs uh, this type of player. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I think this is a player that is different than everyone we have. Um, he's more athletic and a little bit more lanky, but he, um, also is not maybe as like, I I don't know. Can he take a blow from another six foot 10 guy? Who's maybe a little more, got a little bit more uh, weight on him. Right. Um, I think Mm -hmm. Phil, you can see he takes kind of body shots. Huddy's kind of big. So again, I, I think he'll be joining a group. Um, if everyone stays, who's there, it'll be a very interesting group to join. I think very similar to what maybe Drew wants to do is kind of run that floor. I think Miles can definitely um, help with that for sure. Yeah, he definitely. I think that's for sure. What? Ooh, nice Miles Rubin slam again on that like baseline cut. You'll see. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. Thirty point game. <laughs> yeah, they're up thirty now. With what Drew wants, definitely a fast break, run the run the court type of big. Um, definitely a shot blocker. I think that is a big, big draw uh, and something that Miles just does exceptionally well. Um, and that adds a lot to your, your team, right? It lets your guards take more risks out front if they know that they have a rim protector uh, near the hoop. Um, but just from what we've seen tonight, I, I think there's nothing, nothing that surprises me, at least, with what we've seen from Miles. Um, I think a, just a little bit of patience is... is uh, we, I've seen him uh, display that. Um, still, probably once he gets to Loyola, he's gonna hear a lot of the old, like "Don't jump, right? Don't go for the don't go for the pump fakes. Stay on the ground." Like he doesn't need to jump to be able to block shots. You know, at least at, definitely in high school, and probably you know eighty to ninety percent of the time in college too. He's not gonna really need to to jump. Um, so just getting that down. But uh, I, I'm impressed. I think he's got good court awareness on offense. I think he knows where he needs to be. There's often times where just it's mostly been with his brother, to be honest, feeds from West, but a couple from some of the guards as well. Just knowing where to hide, right? Like, you know, if you, you get real deep in the paint, uh, real deep, uh, almost underneath the basket, sometimes the, there's some openings there um, or it, it lets there be some space to get passes in um, to you. Uh, I've seen a couple post moves. I think that's nice. I, I, I would definitely want to see him improve that part of his game. He probably just hasn't had a, needed to do that uh, because he can just dunk uh, on fast breaks or cut through the zone to get uh, layups. So uh, adding that part of his game will probably be, I think, the next step and things he's going he's gonna to work on once he gets to campus at Loyola. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I've seen some nice block shots like we talked about earlier. Just his ability to uh, put his hands up late and in block shots without fouling. I mean, he hasn't. I, I don't think he's really had any fouls on block shot attempts. He he jumped for a a pump fake once and got a foul there. But ooh, nice slam from from uh, Wes. But um. Yeah, I, I, uh, playing defense without fouling is huge. And I, I from this one game, uh, he's done that, so that's good. But I don't know yeah, if you I have think, any, any more thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, my last thing, just to, for people listening about who Miles really is, I think it's a little bit more defensive-minded. Um, I think the offense is apparent that he has it, being that size and kind of that quick. Um, but really, I think the benefit is on defense, he knows where he needs to be. And I do think his IQ is very high. I think from watching him, he knows where he needs to be on defense to make the block shot. But then even on offense, he doesn't just he he can drive he can drive the baseline like we've been doing, right? So he knows the lanes they needs to kind of line up into to get the pass fed to him. And I think that's very very kind of a unique thing. He's not going to be the one dishing it potentially having eight assist games. No, I think the double doubles you'll see potentially out of him are going to be rebounding points and then uh, maybe a few blocks because even, right, two blocks a game is going to be crazy. So, But I honestly yeah. think those are the, the areas. And, again, we never know, right? Things could change and he could become a different kind of oriented player to certain things when it comes to college, right? Um, sometimes we already have those uh, kind of scores. So maybe, hey, going to get rebounds and blocks are kind of be your focus. You Who knows come next year, right? So, but – very exciting. Um, bottom line, this is kind of one of the highest rated recruits we've had in quite some time. Um, wow, what a move by their little point guard. Yeah, that little um, Sorry, we're just like watching yeah. this scene. He stole the ball, faked behind the back, and then up for his own finger roll. Um, <laughs> You'll see that the next play, they had, the next layup they had too, it's, it's really impressive. And it's like bench guys now. I mean, they just. Yeah, this is all bench guys. Miles is. Oh what! Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yes, these are very good finish. moves by Simeon. Very excited to see them live. So, yeah, I think yeah. Miles is a very strong player. Um, I think it's a very, very exciting player that we could have. And honestly, I would love if you see him kind of start next year. But who knows, right? We don't know what that situation is going to be like. We don't know what guys um, might just get better. We have 18 games still in this season. That more than half the season is still left to play. So like we saw last year with CK coming in late toward the end of the second half, you might see another guy step up and get those minutes, right? Could be Sheldon Edwards. Could be guys who have multiple years to play will kind of dictate the the rotations and kind of the roster for next year for sure. But Miles is someone I think who can make an immediate impact for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's been fun watching him. I don't know how I, I kind of doubt he's going to get back in the game here. They're almost up 40 uh, with like six minutes. Oh, if he's left, back in the game, their coach is crazy. But yeah, no, they got two yeah. games tomorrow. No, Miles. Is yeah, done. yeah. I was reading actually earlier. Um, I think it might have been Curie or uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on the teams that Jeremy fears and Jeremiah fears. Joliet West. Brothers. Don't they play? Yes, Juliet thank West? you. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Joliet West. Uh, last year, they uh, they 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 crushed Simeon in the semis, but all of or maybe not crushed. I think they won by like ten. But all of their starters played, like, they only had, like, five. Their bench was, like, 60 total. Um, and so a bunch of their guys played the whole game. And then they got in the championship and 
lost because they were tired. Gassed out, so yeah. I think that's probably what they're trying to, to avoid here. Uh, taking, I mean, Miles didn't play most of the second quarter either, so he's probably only played like 20 minutes, if that, uh, out of, uh, what is it, 36? Yeah, quite different than what you see Loyola 32. starters doing this year. <laughs> so Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have any other thoughts or if you, is there any other A10 stuff you want to talk about, but that's kind of all I got. So, yeah, no, it's going to be again, A10 play starts Saturday. Um, those listening, cause we'll have this out before. If you didn't already, you can move up to the lower bowl, uh, for this game. Um, but no shame if you can't make it, it is new year's Eve for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think I, the hope is that with this game being in the new year or toward the new year, we kind of turn a new page and we see these 18 games be very, very strong 18 games from these Loyola Ramblers. Because I think this could be a massive uh, lift in the season, um, not only for the stats, not only for the wins, but just for the program. To finish strong is such a key thing. This is Drew's second year, right? You can't have really – you don't want to have that sophomore slump. Um, you don't no. want to have a losing record at all ever as a coach. Right. Um, and just, and I'm not saying like, I'm not going to say not knock on wood, but I'm saying we have a, we're 500 right now. We're six and six. Um, there are many games where we should be maybe eight and four, like you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. even nine and three. I don't know how you want to kind of move it, but the goal is to win games and not have not at all look for a losing record. That's not something you want to build consistency on. A program needs to build consistency on finding ways to win and having the right players to do that. And then the coaching staff pretty much to put them in position to make those opportunities. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think that's the goal at the end of the uh, at the end of the day, right, is to win more games than you lose. And uh, they've got their work cut out for them. they gotta, they got to have a productive – conference slate here um to do that so hopefully uh hopefully we see the first step in the right direction this saturday uh playing george washington at home i hope to see a lot of you guys there um students are still gone so make sure to come early make a lot of noise and uh have a good time bring a friend um but uh yeah i think that's gonna do it from buck and lou here at podcast 63 thank you all for listening don't forget always remember go blurs